Show by Scott Hellman. Good morning, Scott. Good morning. How are things out in Toronto? They're the same as they were yesterday. Yeah, it's that way these days, isn't it? So, what is your home situation like now during this pandemic? What? Who are you with? What's happening in your life right now? It's me, my girlfriend, my dog, and my cat, um, and that's my world. I mean, I'm working on a record, so you know, I have my little like home studio recording studio set up in my living room, uh, in my dining room, actually. Well, which is now, I guess, a dining room slash studio. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's it, really. We go to the dog park, we come home, I work on my record, and then I read books, and then I go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you can get out a little bit. I mean, uh, you know, in, in Toronto, I know that there's there's different levels of lockdown and restrictions and it's it's got to be difficult to navigate life when you're not sure when or if you can go out again it's tough yeah it's tough it's weird um you know also like you know it's there's so many aspects of it that i find like you know bring a new question to to the brain it's like oh do i go to that store that local store to get that thing um and help out that store um, or do I get it online because I don't want to put those people at risk? And it's like, man, it's so tough. Like, yeah. Things like that. I never thought I'd be asking those questions. But um, but I mean, I don't know. I think the bright side of it is like we really do. It really, it really has at least caused me to rethink how I live within systems and like, yeah. you know, actually give stuff some thought instead of just mindlessly existing. So yeah. Yeah. that's you, kind of a cool you, outcome. You really have to be intentional about things these days. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of music and recording in your home, I mean, you released an album during a pandemic. I mean, who does that? <laughs> I don't know. Tell us about uh, Nonsuch Park. I mean, how, how did the release during a pandemic go? It was like as good, I think, as I expected a release during a pandemic to go, if not better. I mean, like the weird thing about this time, especially as an artist to, you know, for all intents and purposes, I think artists are egomaniacs and we constantly need reassurance from others that we're good enough and that we're, you know, doing things that make sense to people. Um, and so it's weird because you make all this music and usually then you put it out and go on tour and you see people go, I like, I like this. I'm singing the words. I, I'm at the show, but there's none of that now. So um, it's, it's hard to assess the like where you're at, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um, so that was really weird and, um, really tough, but, you know, we had this live stream recently that we did, we did a full show and there were tons of people there. So that was really cool. And it seems like the record's connecting with people, which is, you know, more than I can ask for. So, you know, I feel really good about it and, um, you know, yeah, it's weird. I think I was strategic though. Like, cause I released this record in two halves, really the second half I still have, and I'm still working on and it's still yet to be released yeah um and i think those are some of the better songs on the record so oh, good stuff i think it's exciting like i feel like i'm building up to something which yeah. is really cool well i really like wait no more we've been playing that uh quite a bit here on mix and i watched the video and i'm i'm watching you being covered in paint and cutting your hair in the video and i gotta think 
your fans must be just going, no, not the hair. Like, how did I, that feel to cut? Like, that's that's pretty vulnerable to do that on video. Well, I feel like part of it was also, like, uncovering the hypocrisy of, like, like, we, like, so you call yourself an artist, but then you're, like, my, like, so precious about how you look. And it's, like, it's so weird to me. And I, I just wanted to do away with that. And it was really fun to do that because, I mean, like, I make music, I make, I write words, and that's what I care about. I don't really care that much about how people perceive how I look, although it is a part of it, and it's such a yeah. weird part of it. But, um, you know, that was kind of a fun thing to explore. And I think COVID was the perfect time for it because, yeah. you know, there was a po- po- period in my baldness where things did really did not look great, but <laughs> it's COVID, so whatever. You well, know? but yeah. yeah, it's weird. I have, I have a fan actually in particular, I, I don't know their name or like I haven't focused enough to remember who they are, but they'll comment on every Instagram post I have. And they'll be like, Oh my God, I love your music. Or like, Oh my God, lol, whatever. And then at, at the end, they copy and paste the same matches message, which is um, something along, along the lines of please never shave your head again. Oh. So, <laughs> so there's some people out there that were very cross with me. <laughs> Yeah, oh, I believe it. I believe it. Well, you know what? You're at that age where, you know, I love your hair like like this, by the way. And if I had my hair all messy like that at my age, people would just be like, you know, you really got to look after yourself there, Rempel. You know, it's like you can still pull that look off. I mean, <laughs> it looks great on Thank you. Thank you. I think you can too. Uh, well, let's. I'll, I'll leave it at this, you know, grandpa hair. Um, so speaking of your videos, I mean, your videos are very artistic. Um, you know, I'm just looking back over your whole scope of, of work, like the artistry in your videos is pretty amazing. How much of that is you? Cause I know you were an arts major in school. So how much of that is, is your input? It's, I I'd say mostly 50, 50. <clears throat> and I think a lot of that comes from like, yeah, I was an art major in high school. I have a lot of friends that were like film students. So you know, I kind of, as I grew up, I was almost forced to like be really in a film and like, you know, careful about what I said was my favorite movie around my friends. Um, so like, you know, I think that played played a huge role. And and then it's like, man, I don't know, you're, you know, 18, 19 and a record label's like, here's some money, make a video. It's like, I I want to, I want to explore art and like make something weird and cool and, and something that excites me. So, you know, I just love making music videos. I think it's such a blast and there's, there's so many ways you can do it. And yeah. Well, you're what? 25 now? Yeah. 25. You're you're a quarter century. (laughs) It's a milestone. So how old were you when the, like the music started and, and things started taking off and this became a, this might actually be my career. How old were you when that all started? Um, I was 15 when I got approached by a label. Okay. Um, so that was about the time where I went like, oh, this could actually be like my life. <clears throat> so so you- that was a really crazy time. And I, I was really young. Looking back, I thought I had it all figured out. But man, <laughs> like, <laughs> dude, no way. Um, a so, decade later, you know, like here you are a decade later, you've seen so much, you've done so much. Is there anything, if you could, would you go back and tell 15 year old Scott, listen, do this, don't do that. Or would you just let, 
young Scott make those mistakes because it helped you become who you are now? Um, I don't know. I, I tend to try to not think that way because I think it leads to suffering every time when you think about like, how would I change my life? I don't know if I would want to, um, but there's definitely things that I would like, I would, I want to tell my younger self. I don't think I would, but there's definitely things that I, I have the desire to go back and be like, you know, maybe be a little bit easier on yourself. I would also say like, listen to people um, more because you don't know everything and uh, you know, great art is, 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 although it seems from the outside looking in, like it's just one guy with a canvas, man, it's never usually like that. It's usually uh, a combination of luck and teamwork and, um, you know, careful, careful decisions. Yeah. Um, so, but at the same time, man, like I, something I've learned in COVID or at least maybe just in this time in my life is like, every time I look back on my life, like I went through a bunch of videos the other day. I was looking at videos of myself as a younger person with my girlfriend. We were having a laugh and I realized at every point in my life, when I look back on that person that I was, it's so different than who I thought I was at the time. So I, I, if at every point in my life, my perception of myself is so inaccurate that like, there's no point in, in tr- like trying so hard, you know, because you're probably wrong. Yeah. Like, if you think you're doing this thing, you're probably doing that thing. So you might as well just enjoy yourself, do the best you can, um, be deliberate about the choices you make and, you know, and then chalk the rest up to like the universe because it's so, it's so hard to be like accurate about what you're doing. Yeah. I think and there's it's so much lessons. more fun to just be. Yeah. And there's lessons to be learned in trying things, making mistakes, having successes and having failures. Like there's lessons in all of that. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So have you ever had any incidents on tour or on stage that you just like, like just an insight into your touring life, things that you can share that happened on the road or that happened on stage that you're like, how is this my life? How is (laughs) man? So many, like so many times at it, like just even just on stage, like I like to dance on stage. My, My mentality is, is like, you know, I have, I don't know how many years left on this beautiful, wonderful planet. And every time I get on stage, you know, uh, it's like, I got to perform like it's my last night on earth. Like that's, that's, that's at least what I owe to myself. So I like to while out on stage. Sometimes I have like less energy, but usually I'm pretty, pretty, I try to be as explosive as I can. So I've injured myself a whole bunch of times, twisted ankles, you know, never broken anything, but like definitely some bad sprains. Um, so that's always fun. But one memory that definitely comes to mind is I remember we, this was on my first proper like tour bus going across the country tour, like really epic, super crazy moment for me as an artist. Um, and I remember, I, I can't remember, I think it was this, the, um, our first show was in Montreal, which is usually crazy for us. And then the next day was Toronto and it was like the big show. It was like the show we had planned for, like the Danforth Music Hall, two nights in a row, sold out, craziness. Um, and we're on the way and our tour bus breaks down 
Um, and it's like nine o'clock in the morning and my tour manager wakes me up. She's like, get out of bed. We got to go. And I just remember standing in a gas station with like horrible coffee. I'm freezing cold and I have all my clothes, all my guitars around me in this gas station. And I remember thinking like, like, wow, tonight, if we get to this show, I'm going to feel like a rock star, but I'm going to try to remember this moment of standing in this gas station with like eating an arrow bar with some horrible weed coffee. My like manager pulled up in a rented sedan and was like, get in, we got to go to the show, you know? So, you know, uh, it must've been my higher power just like reminding me, like, don't get, don't get, let that ego get in the way. So that's, that was funny. There are moments that keep you humble as a performer. And there's, there's times like, you know, like I get on stage, I, I'm a performer as well. And I know there's times backstage where I go, if people could see this, you know, they wouldn't think that this life was as glamorous as it is, right? They all think yeah. that, oh, you, you sleep on clouds, you, you know, you're, you're just like life is perfect. But it's those moments that just keep you humble. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm probably more thankful for those moments than I am for the, the big moments, to be completely honest, yeah. in, in a weird way. Uh, maybe because they make the big, crazy, epic moments feel more true and real. But, um, you know, I think when I look back on my life, I'll, I'll think about those moments, you know, when you're uh, when you're faced with the harsh reality of life rather than the moments that are like, the you know, the special big ones that everybody talks about. I think. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It sounds like you're in Toronto. I can hear the uh, sirens going. Yeah. Something's going on. <laughs> Ah, uh, good stuff. I watched your video for Papa. I bawled. I ugly cried when I watched that video of you. Because here, I've just set it up. I mean, this is a this is a song about your grandfather, right, who passed away. And tell me about these videos that you were watching in this video, because it's a video of you watching the video of your Papa and reacting. Um, how was this all put together? Um, so that video was, uh, basically what happened was when my, when my papa passed away, my grandfather, he, um, you know, I flew to England to, you know, help out with like the funeral and my mom was there and just obviously be with my family. Um, and you know how, when people pass away, it like, it's craziness, like every, all these people come about and you're like, who are you? Where did you come from? And you know, there's all these people, right? Like when someone passes away and then um, you kind of got to maintain that and like figure out where everyone goes and make sure that that one crazy relative doesn't do some crazy stuff. And you know what I'm saying? It's, a, yeah. it's, a, it's an ordeal. Um, and I remember after kind of that started to chill out and the funeral was over, me, my brother and my mom and my, my mom's boyfriend, we got absolutely just together and we got we just sat down we got all of my grandfather's things and we just started looking through them and um actually this ring was in there that i wear oh um, that's fantastic so i keep that on me but one thing we found was this stack of v vc vhs tapes which if you're any younger than me you probably are like what is that but it's this crazy box you used to put in another box and yep. play videos <laughs> um uh so I was like, wow, there must be so much on here that we've maybe never seen. Um, so I, I took those home and I had them um, converted into, you know, digital videos. 
And then I just basically gave all that to my, you know, director, Ben, who's amazing. And he, I said, here's what we're going to, well, actually, I think, I can't remember who came up with the idea, but essentially it was agreed upon that he was going to make this video out of all the footage and sit me down in front of a camera. And I'm going to watch it for the first time on the cam on camera. And, and hopefully we get something magical that we can then use as a video. Um, so that's what we did. And that's what the video is. And, you know, it's really me watching my grandfather's life back. And it's all this footage that I'd, I'd never seen of his honeymoon, of my parents getting married, of, you know, um, me as a kid, him with me as, as a kid, him with me as with my brother as a kid. And yeah, it was just emotional. I'm glad that we have that on camera. To be honest with you, when I think about the grieving process, which obviously I'm still in, I think like that's a weird way to look at losing someone you know i think we always grieve them it just gets easier and it, yeah. it gets it gets more integrated into your life um but well, when i watched that video i watched you looking at grandpa and reflecting on these moments that you weren't a part of and that you were a part of and i saw you smile and i saw you cry and i you're watching that as a as a grandson and i'm watching you watch that and I'm a grandpa so I'm kind of watching that vicariously through your grandpa's eyes and imagining my grandson who's now five so in 20 years from now if he would be sitting and watching that video of me and seeing his reaction so you know I'm watching it at a total different position than you are right and 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 this is something that I think is going to just touch a lot of people because you know it it touches on so many different family uh, emotions and family perspectives. Yeah. Well, I mean, thank you. And that means a lot. And I'm glad I'm, I, I've actually never really thought of it that way, but you know, my, my dad always said he gets quite emotional when he watches that video. And, and maybe that's why, because it, it shows him that, you know, he's probably looking at it through the lens of a, you know, an elder of a father of a, you know, so that's a, an interesting thing that I haven't considered. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, when people pass away and when they're important, it reminds us of the eternal and it reminds us that like, I think that's what the song's about. It's like, you know, like, like, like time is such a construct when you think about life and death and all these things. And, you know, at the, at the end of it, I think there's love, like at the end of that whole question, the answer to me is love. And I feel like that's what that video is. And I'm literally grieving my grandfather, saying goodbye to my grandfather on, in the video. So yeah, it's um, very vulnerable yeah. and it's very, uh, it's very well done. Very well done. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. All right. My next question. What is the best question you've ever been asked in an interview and follow-up question to that? What was your answer? Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's such a hard question. I'm just having others do my work for me. The best question I've ever been asked in an interview my, that's such a tough question. <laughs> that's probably the best question I've been asked in an interview. But Do that would be think? a cop out. That would be a cop out. <laughs> yeah. Has there ever been an unexpected um, question that you're like, oh, okay, um, let's go there? Um, the best question I think I've been asked in an interview is, um, why do you do what you do? Okay. In some fashion, I'm, I've probably been asked that question in a myriad of ways, but, but I feel like when people ask me that, I feel um, excited to sort of talk about, you know, art and music, because I think that 
there's so much content in the world now. And the only thing that can really separate out the, like, I, I'm not sure how to, how to word it, but the, the only way for me, at least to make things that, that feel good is to be very deliberate about what I make. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason for that is because when I think about music and how music changed my life and art changed my life, you know, I was some kid um, and I know it's dark to say, but I feel like my life could have gone a lot of ways. Like I was, I did not really fit into the world very well. I didn't feel connected to school. Um, I had a really big problem with authority growing up. Um, And, you know, I had trouble with like, I was a troubly kid. I would, my parents are like, you talk to my mom she's like thank god he found music because we were really worried for a sec there maybe um, that's my next interview yeah <laughs> talk to your mom get the real story <laughs> she, she's the real the one who really deserves an interview but um but so when i think about that and then i think about the fact that i'm now the creator i'm now the person that's making the thing i have a responsibility to that those other kids out there that feel like that way i felt and yeah. still feel sometimes um and so you know, this isn't like a fame game for me. Like I'm not out here trying to like get followers or like, you know, you know, get clout and stuff like that. Like all that stuff's nice, but it's only nice because it helps push the music farther. Yeah. Um, and so like, I feel like a servant to the music and to the art. And I know that's cheesy, but it's true. And, um, and that's, that's why I do what I do. So, well, you know what, you make a good point with, with that being a really good question, because so many times we get asked, what do you do? What do you do for work? What do you do for fun? What do you do for hobbies? How often do we get asked, why do you do what you do? Why do you have the job you have? Why do you go bowling on Wednesdays? Why do you love to paint? You know, why is a great question. You know, I think it's a better question. I think so too. Yeah. I think so too. And I think there's a lot of artists out there that would say something along the lines of, um, because it's just who I am. Yeah. And I think that that's a cop out. I think that they're lying. I think that they're lying to themselves and it's sad because there's so much more to the answer. Like you, you like music at some point in your life has saved you. Yeah. If you make it, I think. Do you want to call it any um, of those artists by name? No. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not saying it's a slight. I'm just kidding. Of, I, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, 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 I've said that before, you know, sure. I just think it's like, I just think it's, it's, um, it's, it's, they're, they're, they're not lying to anyone but themselves and, yeah. and not, not, not in like a bad way. I just think that it's easier to say that than to be like, you know what? I make music because it's like a choice. I wake up and I go, I make, I'm going to make music today. Sometimes it's hard, man. Yep. But it's like, man, when you get that song or you get that idea out there and, and there's some person in front of you at a show and they're belting it out and you know, it's helped them. It's like, man, there's no better thing. Yeah. So. Well, that is awesome. Yeah. Well, I could visit with you all day, but uh, I don't want to take up any more of your time. Thank you so much for uh, spending some time with us here on the Mixed Morning Show, and we look forward to even more great music from you. Thanks for having me and for letting me ramble. It's the Mixed Morning Show.